what I'm trying to tell you is I ain't give up. And at one time, that's what they were trying to make me do. They wanted me to give up and they were trying to finish me. It didn't work. I'm here with you now talking about a real story, a real storm, and we weathered it. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here to tell you. Like, when I made this album grateful, I'm thanking my fans and my son and God and my relationships. Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they keeping the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. It's your boy, DJ Bugsy. This is Do It For Hip Hop Podcast. This is episode 43. I just want to give a big shout out to the iTunes community, SoundCloud community, Google Play, all the platforms that people have been checking out the episode. I really appreciate all the listeners, and I hope everybody had a happy, happy Thanksgiving. I know I did, but I want to bring up my co-host for tonight. She's the one and only Coach Christina, certified life coach, business coach, and I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So now you're from Brooklyn, New York, home of hip hop. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Talk a little bit about like what you've been seeing lately with Brooklyn, Takashi 69, and your feelings on the feds, the charges. Um, do you feel like that he was a real goon or do you feel like he was put up to it by Trey Wet? Hmm. Sakashi six nine. So with Sakashi, I really think he was just being inauthentic to himself. Okay. And I feel like, hey, you want to rock with Treyway, rock with Treyway. But when it comes to get locked up with Treyway, get locked up with Treyway. Mm. Um. In regards to the feds, you know. Right. Sakashi, he's. Of course, he's a hip-hop guy. He's out there. He's flaunting the money. He's flaunting the stardom. So, of course, they're going to want to lock him up. Right. Or he could be the informant and send everybody away and go home to his girl and his child. Right. That's true. And it's crazy because when I look at him, and, you know, we all know that his real name is Daniel Hernandez. (laughs) And he said on The Breakfast Club that he used to be a busboy. So, and he met everybody from Treyway in 2017. So he doesn't have a real history with them. It just sounds like they got him tatted, got him to look thugged out, and extorted him all the way. And now he's finding out. And typically, that's what a lot of these young artists do. Because sometimes your day ones can take your money, and sometimes the people that you meet along the way can take your money. But to avoid that, you got to have lawyers watching lawyers. Biggie told you that. Right, right. I think that's what happened with the disappearing money that he was just talking about. Right. They were extorting him. They were taking the money. He got tired of it. Right. He fired the team. Mm-hmm. Was it worth it? No. Was it worth it? Was the money worth it? Was it worth your freedom? Right. Who knows? And another thing, a lot of a lot of development stories have been coming out. Um, the feds freezed his mother's account and his account. And I'm just like, well, damn, how is this man supposed to pay for his lawyer fees if they're freezing the accounts? Then Dummy Boy dropped today. 
we're not going to get into the preview of that because I don't want them shutting down, you know, my podcast. You know, sometimes <laughs> when you when you play certain music, they be trying to clip you. And I ain't got time <laughs> for that clip shit because, you know, I need my content to get out there. But Dummy Boy is out now, and I think uh, he got a distribution deal for Dummy Boy to come out. So I think that this Dummy Boy situation, I think this album is definitely going to go number one because everybody wants to hear what he has to say. So I definitely think that this is going to help. But his trial date is set for September 2019. So is he going to get a bell here in between now? Or we're going to or he's going to have to sit and wait. Because I, I was his other story that came out also that he was transferred to another jail for his protection. Because mm-hmm. they felt like he's, you know, in trouble, he could get killed under regular general pop. Right, right. But they transfer they transported him to the informant's jail. So are you in there to snitch or are you in there to right. hide? Right. What are you actually doing? Mm-hmm. And yes, his attorney is actually looking to appeal so he can try to get him a bail and get him out. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's change gears here because everybody knows Thanksgiving just passed. And I want to know what was your holiday like? And what was your Black Friday and Cyber Monday like? Like what, what, are, what are like on your wish list things that you do? to kind of like get through the season during this time. Yes, yes. So um, Thanksgiving morning, mm-hmm. I made two turkeys for the homeless, actually. Me and my oh, mama. Oh, wow, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we got to get a hand clap for that. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get a hand clap for that. That's good. That's what's up. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Now, did you start doing that? Now, when you say you made two turkeys, that's something you had to start like a day or two in advance, right? Because turkeys do take a while to cook. We sure did. We started the day before, the morning before, because you got to leave them out so they can defrost. Right. So we did that, and we stayed up. We made some really good gravy. Mm. I'm telling y'all, y'all wanted some of this gravy? Yes. And you ain't bring nothing down from Brooklyn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Next time. (laughs) She ain't bring nothing down. (laughs) Yes. So we started mm-hmm. off cooking for the homeless. Okay. Midway through the day, I mm-hmm. was cooking by myself. I made a good pot of collard greens and some chicken. And what you put in your greens? Listen, the I flavor. don't even. I do carrot juice and bell pepper juice. Okay. Oh, now that's different. Now tell tell the people your ethnic background because that is different. Now I'm typically used to turkey butt. Now in my in my family roots, we use turkey butt for the flavor. But you told me carrot juice and what else kind of juice? Carrot and bell pepper juice. And bell pepper juice. Now how does that bring flavor? Because when I think of carrots and bell pepper, I don't really think of a lot of flavor. I just think of a plain Jane solid <laughs> added on. I don't really. I don't really get the flavor. Right, Tell me now. how that works. Listen, for everyone who's listening, when you go home, make sure you try this recipe. Carrot juice and bell pepper juice. Leave only half the water. Mm-hmm. Add that carrot and bell pepper juice. It actually seasons it better than those turkey necks. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. And that's one for the vegetarians. And how did you learn that from your mother? Yeah, my family's <laughs> from New Orleans. Oh, Creole. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all we know how to cook something. Oh, you definitely do. Mm-hmm. You definitely do. All right, so now we want to get into you being the coach, Coach Chris. Now, tell me about your business. Tell me how you got started and let the people know exactly what you do. Sure, sure. Um, So I've been a social worker for over eight years. I started off way back when, back when I was in high school. Okay. And I started coaching and Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I, um, Mm -hmm. 
I'm working with these kids. I'm working with juvenile delinquents. I'm going into court. I'm working with families who are mandated to work with me. And I want to work with families before they get to this place. I want to be the prevention of prevention. And so I started up coaching and I started reaching out to families that I worked with previously who were in care. And then I just took my business from there, went private, got certified. And here I am. Wow. Now talk about how you get certified, because some people might be listening to this podcast and they might say, hey, I would like to do what she does. How do I get certified? How do I become a coach, a life coach to help someone, the youth and even an adult? Mm-hmm. How does it go? How do you go about getting certified? Yeah. So right now I actually coach adults. I do mm-hmm. coach parents as well. Okay. And I went through a 12 month certification program with accomplishment coaching. Accomplishment coaching. Yeah. Do, you, do they have a website? They do. Accomplishmentcoaching.com. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. So with them, I went through a 12 month program. I mm-hmm. basically sat down and let people know every little piece of my life, the good, the bad, the ugly. Okay. And move forward from there and really learned how to use tools mm-hmm. that coaches use on myself, on others in the world. Okay. And really just grow from there. And your and your business, it gets you traveling a lot. Meeting different people, right? It does. It does. I'm all over the place. I'm in D.C. once a month. Okay. Coaching out there for conferences. I'm also different places. I'm in Georgia Mm. meeting with people, hosting brunches, connecting with um, entrepreneurs, with parents, with anybody who's looking to take Mm -hmm. their life up a notch. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. Now, I want to get into people that are not culturally in touch because I feel like some people that are on certain platforms or just period, they're culturally not in touch. And some of it has to do with their background Mm -hmm. because I feel like not say you have to be black to be culturally touched with hip hop, but you do have to have some background where you grew up in it. Cause Cardi B always goes on live and talk about how She's Latino, she's from the Bronx, and people saying she's not hip-hop, she's not culturally connected to the culture. What's your thoughts on that? So, um, I think Cardi B is hip-hop. She grew up in the, she grew up mm-hmm. in the Bronx, she, wor- she was working in the strip clubs, right. she was doing her thing, she was just as much immersed in it as the next person. Okay. Um, if you want to talk about not growing up hip hop, you know what? I love my girl Iggy, yeah. but it's a no for Iggy. It's a no. <laughs> so basically, she just she's a liability. She might be. You know that little what's her name? Um, the little bad one with the red hair from Doctor Phil. Okay. Oh now, yeah, I know you're talking about. Mm-hmm. She's not culturally connected either. She's not culturally connected either, but she'll tell you one time that she sure is, and she'll probably knock you upside your head if you tell her she's not. That's true, and I think that certain outlets, and I'm not trying to put complex on blast, but I think certain things were even complex. They're not really culturally connected. When I look at them as a hip hop spare or a hip hop media outlet, they sometimes get it right. But a lot of times they don't. So it makes me wonder behind the scenes, people, who are y'all? Like, what's the labels? What's the names behind this so-called show or this so-called feature? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely get what you mean. And yeah. 
you know, sometimes people writing the stories, they're not necessarily out there. They're probably looking at TMZ the same time we're looking at TMZ. Exactly. Trying to get the news. Exactly. And so speaking of, you know, rural hip hop and, and we witnessed this this past week. And I love when two rappers battle. So when I seen Tory Lanez <laughs> and Jordan Lucas battle, I was I was done. I was like, this is what we need. This is real hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I want to play a clip from Liddy again because I feel like the second round, Tory Lanez went ham. Tory Lanez really got it in. But the first round, no, no, I'm not giving it to Tory Lanez because I think like Jordan Lucas was better. So I'm going to play this clip. He really got Liddy again. Check it out. Three sons with the nigga that's a court dealing with the kid cases. I'ma hit a stain and I hit a bad one. Pull up on a nigga, hold him up for ransom. I got five plaques this year, you did a whole song with Eminem and still don't even have one nigga. Damn, my little homie, that's a bad one nigga. Really feel bad for you, it's a sad one nigga. Hold your hands steady, maybe you can have one nigga. Hit me for a hook and maybe get a plaque, young nigga. Shot go out of way, no, I act my nigga. Tomorrow they'll be talking about you, got smack, young nigga, from the pack, my nigga. I'm keeping this shit a stack, my nigga. The Liddy verse was whack, my nigga. They go hard, my dog, when I go harder, nigga. At your head with the fade like a barber, nigga. Try to come for the boat and I'm a harbor, nigga. Be smart like a Harvard nigga, don't start with niggas And he got a problem with us, but nigga, I know how to solve a nigga This is my son, I'ma tell him like Star Wars Lucas I am your father, nigga, you will perpetrate and work for hire Twerk for payment, bust the rhyme, impersonate and work for this baby Irksome day, let Hurst to say your burger flipping Birthed in 80s, trying to be a 90s baby, 30 Mm-mm-mm <laughs> Like, yo, that boy And it's crazy because when I first heard this battle, I really, I really wasn't feeling Tory Lanez because I feel like these R&B niggas be trying to get into the hip hop lane, and that's just not true. But when it comes to Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez used to rap before he actually sung, so I can't really put Tory Lanez in that same category. You know what I mean? What you think? Listen, I've been down with Tory Lanez since the beginning. I just saw him out in Vegas. That's my boy. So I'm not even, I'm not even here for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> So my intern just got here and the GPS messed him up. Yeah, man. Tell me me what happened, bro. So one more way here. Uh You know, it says 22 minutes away and everything. And I remember last time Mm -hmm. I was pretty sure I got on 295 and I was like, all right. Mm -hmm. But the GPS is telling me take I-76. So I'm like. I'm like, ah, I kind of don't remember which one it was. So I'm like, ah. right, right, I was right. like, I'll trust the GPS. It probably knows where mm-hmm. it's going. Okay. But um, <clears throat> it keeps, as soon as I get off on I-76, mm-hmm. it keeps taking me like further and further away, like kind of towards Cherry Hill. Mm. And I was, I was like, Haddon Heights is kind of close to Cherry Hill, I guess. So I guess like right. I trusted it. I was like, it's going to take right. me back to it. Mm-hmm. But it just took me like further and further out. And I didn't know how to get like here on my own. So I was like, I got to trust the GPS. But it just took me. Yeah, all the way out to like the middle of Cherry Hill, and then it was like your destination is on your left, and I was like, this is this is not it. So I had to turn around. I had to like download. I downloaded Waze and mm-hmm. got back here. Okay, a little cool. late. Sorry, but yeah, you yeah. here though, man. You made it. Yeah, not gonna take that GPS so, anymore. <laughs> um, I want you to talk about. I want to introduce the WCW Weekly Report con- contest. And I want you to I want you to tell the people the rules and how they can go about entering the contest. Okay. And after he does that, I'm going to let y'all know who the winner was this past week and who was featured, who's going to be featured this week. So I'm going to let my intern take it from here. He's going to tell y'all the rules of the contest, how you can enter, how you can be part of the podcast, 
It's like, we got, man, I'm telling you, January 2019, the two-year anniversary, I also want to let y'all know, I will be announcing on Instagram and via social media the date. I'm inviting all my guests back. We're going to have a great time. So, you ready to let them know, bro? Yeah, man. All right. All right, so here, guys. Um, it's Walter, and the rules are pretty simple. So, there's six steps. The first step, subscribe to the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast on all platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and and Castbox. Okay. Rule number two: Follow I Do It for Hip Hop Pod on Instagram and the curator of the podcast, DJ Bugsy Two One Five, on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Rule number three: Post about the podcast on your Instagram story or on your main page. Rule number four: Tag two friends in your post so they can like the I Do It for Hip Hop page. Rule number five: Send an email of your three best professional photos or videos if you're a dancer to booking DJ Bugsy at gmail.com with your with the subject being WCW Weekly Report Contest as the subject. Don't forget, very important. And last up, email the name of your favorite store and drink to bookingsdjbugsy at gmail.com for a chance to win a gift card. Yes. And to uh, add to that, basically, once you win, you will be chosen to be on the podcast and you will have your personalized episode featuring just you with nobody else, just me and you one-on-one, and you will receive the gift card, everything that day. So I just want y'all to be clear on that. Also, the winner of this week was Act Teller. She's from Memphis, Tennessee. She's beautiful. If you want to check her out, go to Do It For Hip Hop Pod on Instagram. And this week's feature is Philly's very own Queen Monet. And when I tell you, as soon as she, she found out about the contest, she shouted me out. She put it in a story. She shared it with her friends. She, I mean, she went ham. I mean, she tagged every model company you could ever think of. I'm talking about at least 50 tags seeing the podcast because of her. And I want to give a big shout out to Queen Monet, 21, Philly's finest. I think she's going to win this week. I really do because she went beyond my expectations. And I did not tell her to do all this. She did all this on her own. So I want to give a big shout out to Queen Monet. Now, on a bad note, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this because we haven't been on for like two weeks, but we lost a very special person in hip-hop, Kim Porter, the the baby mother of Sean Diddy Combs. And I want y'all to understand something about this because this is deep for me because I'm a true bad boy fan to the core. The reason why I got in the music industry is because of Sean Combs. The reason why I went to Link University is because of Sean Combs. He matched and aligned everything that I wanted to do. He was a dancer. I danced before. He went to an HBCU. I went to an HBCU. He wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. The only thing that changed for me as I met Wendy Williams and my life changed and now I do media. So I just want to give my condolences to the Combs family and to the Porter family, and seeing Quincy and I'll be sure and Diddy on at the pulpit with this funeral, it just was like, wow. When you know that you was at odds with Diddy all that time, but then in the time of mourning, you can swallow your pride and come together and realize how important this is for Kim. It's phenomenal. And then when I seen Beyonce post about Kim Porter, I was done because... I never seen Beyonce post anything about nobody dying ever. Have y'all? Mm-mm. No. What's your thoughts? No. It seems like Kim Porter really, really changed people's lives just from 
every artist, every talent that really reached out and shouted her out. You could feel the love, her Mm -hmm. spirit, everything about her, the essence of Kim, just through the lens of others and everyone felt it. Everyone really sat out and praised her and really put out their condolences and took the time to be with Kim and to dedicate something specifically for her. Yeah, um, I didn't know much about her, but I knew um, like I knew who she was. But after she passed away, of course, you know, like um, it was very, very big national news. But it's just always sad to see um, somebody pass. And I don't even know, did they ever report what the cause was? I don't think I saw. Not yet, not yet. Yeah, that's really sad, though. Um, yeah, it was cool to see P. Diddy and Albie Shore come together, though. I did see that. It's always nice to see people put aside their differences for, you know, something for a better cause. Okay, so um, we have our special guest coming up now, um, Bill Cosby. And like I said, this this really touched and hit home uh, for our hip-hop community. But just overall, just as a black woman, she really brought a lot of things to the table in fashion. And she was executive producer of the Bad Boy show that came on Apple Music as well. So she still was kind of like in Diddy's like playing a role. We might not know exactly what role, but she definitely playing a role. So I got my man Phil Cosby in the building, man. I'm going to let you take a seat, bro. We're going to get into your life. We're going to get into this comedy. Find out where you at with it, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, bro. Make sure you get your headphones so you can hear. Yeah, man. Now, this young brother is doing his thing. When it comes to comedy in Philly, he's up and coming. He represents TU. Am I correct? Temple University. That's Temple is in the building. Listen, man, this brother needs no introduction. I want to bring Phil Cosby to the show. I appreciate, like I said, coming on, man. I want you to basically talk about comedy and what struck you and what made you want to be a comedian. Really, bro? It was just um, Mm -hmm. ever since I was a kid, you know? Okay. I was in class. I was always the class clown. Right. So just doing that, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I... Having the last name Cosby, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that kind of like <laughs> that kind of like watered on. Off rip. Yeah, so yeah. started looking more into it. Okay, I started jotting ideas down and right summoning the courage in college to actually try it out. Okay, yeah. so when the Cosby scandal hit, what was your thoughts? Because I know that's one of your idols, and do you truly believe that he did it? See, I have mixed feelings about it, honestly, because okay. Nobody used to believe me before mm-hmm. when, every, when Cosby was great. Like, nobody used to believe I was related to him. Okay. And then everything happened. Now, when I say I'm not, everybody's saying I am now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. I like to think mm-hmm. he, he didn't do it, though, you know? And your heart to heart. So do you think it's just them trying to blackball him because he wanted to buy NBC? Because that was always a narrative. No, I think that could have something to do with it, you know? Okay. He's about to take a big step. Right. You know? Yeah. He's trying to hold a brother back. Right. Make some shit up, you know? Right. Hold him back. <laughs> hold him back. It was, it was too convenient, like... Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the timing of both of those things, I definitely think. Now, if something like that were to happen to you, how would you move? Like, how... If, if people... If you become successful and a bunch of women accuse you of raping them, how would, how would you react? How would you handle that? Yourself. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jesus, he says. Be careful. There are women listening. 
<laughs> Be careful there, women listening. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't rape people. Right. <laughs> if, if, if that did happen, I don't know. I would. Uh huh. If it's true, right. I would have to just take that L, I guess. But yeah, I would definitely fight like for my name. Right. Absolutely. If, if it wasn't, so I believe he's yeah. right in doing that. Right. He's, he's um, innocent. But don't you think like? Why did he have to do that? My thing is, if you got all that money, you should be able to get any woman you want. So it's just like, it's kind of mind-blowing to even think that he had to rape these women to get them when he had all the dough, and he could have just tricked off. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, <laughs> he probably didn't have to do that. I mean, Bill Cosby's not the, right. the best-looking guy, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yo, man, I can't wait. That might be. That might be. Going against him. Right. <laughs> Maybe he had to. But right. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Now, let's talk about you, bro, because you're a comedian, but I want to know, when you first had your stand-up show, how did the crowd react? How, how does it... Is it hard telling jokes on stage? And what, and what you think is the most important thing to get the crowd to engage with you when it comes to telling jokes? Um, I don't think it's hard. Mm -hmm. I think... um. The hardest part is just getting up there and doing it. Okay. Like, really, like, the hardest part is really just throwing yourself out there. Because once you're up there, it's like... Right. It's hitting. It's just about trusting mm -hmm. trusting that you're funny and trusting your material. Like. Okay. So I, I write and stuff, and okay. I believe it's funny, and I believe that mm -hmm. I have a sense of humor that is going to, like, appeal to a majority of people. So okay. it's going to... Somebody's going to think it's funny, like... Right. So that's the, just the confidence I go about it. So okay. that makes it a little easier. Yeah. But um, I say the most important part is just, mm -hmm. it's just work, like, just writing. writing okay, everything. writing. Yeah. Because the writing is really where it comes from. You know, I really, mm -hmm. really trying to get better at my improv, but okay. I want, my jokes are like, right. So, really proud so you can just go writing. off the top of the head, basically? You said what? When you tell jokes, can you just go off the top of the head or is it something that, like, you know how rappers freestyle, like Wayne and Jay, they don't write, so they just kill it. But can comedians do that same thing or is it something that more so you got to write down? Oh, no, I definitely think it's, it's funny you say that because I definitely compare the two of them in that similar way, actually. Um, okay. You know, you got your Eminem, who I feel like can right. freestyle off the dome. You got Jay-Z, who I feel like isn't as good of a freestyler, but is more of a... yeah. Or written lyricists, so okay. I don't know. I feel like the same things with comedy, like right, uh, like a Jerry Seinfeld would be like a heavy like writer kind of dude, but okay. I don't know. Maybe a Cat Williams would go off the the off dome the, more. off the dome. Yeah. Okay. You can ask him some questions. You got something? I don't know. I'm just sitting here listening to his little baby voice. You know, this little voice that he's <laughs> just turned just turned 22. Last oh, month. you just turned 22? Like, like, October 29th. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Scorpio. Okay. Scorpio season. It's over now, but yeah, it's definitely <laughs> over now. So, bro, how was your Thanksgiving? Like, how, like, and then how do you juggle? Because you're out of, you're done with Temple, right? Eight credits left. Graduate December 19th. Knock on wood. Oh, okay. wow. So you like, about to graduate in, in a matter of two weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks, yeah. Damn, bro. Congratulations. So what did you actually go for? Like, what was... Civil engineering. Mm, okay. That's different from comedy. Way different. That's a serious situation. Yeah. But a lot of money involved. <laughs> yeah. It's a... 
I talk about it in my set a lot. You do? I, I don't really, really like it that much, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> He sounds uh, miserable. So is this your voice, bro? Is this? Do you have different? Who can you impersonate? I don't have any impersonations. You don't? No. I, I try. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to do a like a Cosby one, but it really wasn't like an original one. It was like a <laughs> an impersonation of an impersonation of when Eddie Murphy did it. And um, okay, the you know Raw when he yeah. did it. Yeah. So how did it go? <laughs> it was just like the. Would like to talk to you <laughs> about some of the things yeah. that you say in your job. <laughs> you know, he did that, John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this boy's funny, man. Yo, I can't. But all right, so look, let's get into some hip hop, bro. You missed a lot of the topics, but what's your feelings on Takashi Six Nine? Like, do you think it's over for him, or you feel like he's going to get out, or he's going to become a rat? What you think? I, I think it's slow for him, honestly. <laughs> I think it's pretty slow for him. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really like his music, honestly. Okay, you think he's yeah. trash? Yeah, I, I think he's pretty garbage. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I think he's pretty garbage. Do you think he's going to do twenty-five to life <laughs> in the feds? <laughs> Can he survive it? Daniel Horrendous. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. My fraternity brother was just talking about this today. He was like, yeah, he was just about to drop an album that was about to be number one on the billboards. Mm-hmm. And now he's about to go to, to prison for life. He was like, it's crazy like right. how life comes at you. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's like, it's crazy how life reacts to like bum ass niggas. Like, that happened because he's trash. It had to happen because he's oh trash. Oh my God, how people react to bum ass niggas. I can't do, man. The nice niggas aren't getting locked up. Right. (laughs) Because they're nice. That's just just my theory. I don't know. So you don't think he's going to snitch? Get less Well, that's what they're giving him? Like, if he snitches, he'll get... get, He probably will. I mean, he was... Right. Somebody's going to pull that rainbow hair. (laughs) All that stuff where he was hiding, like, in Chicago and shit. Like, he'll probably snitch. (laughs) Oh, man. I I don't put it past him. You don't put it past him? No. All right, so on another note, who you thought won the battle between Tory Lanez and Jonah Lucas? I didn't even hear um, right, Tory's freestyle. Check it out. I heard Jonah's. Check it out. Three sons with the nigga that's a court dealing with the kid cases. I'ma hit a stain and I hit a bad one. Pull up on a nigga, hold him up for ransom. I got five plaques this year, you did a whole song with Eminem and still don't even have one, nigga. Damn, my little homie, that's a bad one, nigga. Really feel bad for you, it's a sad one, nigga. Hold your hands steady, maybe you can have one, nigga. Hit me for a hook and maybe get a plaque, young nigga. Shot go out of way, no one act, my nigga. Tomorrow they be talking about you, got smack, young nigga, from the pack, my nigga. I'm keeping this shit a stack, my nigga. The Liddy verse was whack, my nigga. They go hard, my dog. When I go harder, nigga At your head with the fade Like a barber, nigga Gotta come for the boat And I'm a harbor, niggas Be smart like a harbor, nigga Don't start with niggas And he got a problem with us But, nigga, I know how to solve it, nigga This is my son I'ma tell him like Star Wars Lucas I am your father, nigga You will perpetrate And work for hire Twerk for payment Bust a rhyme Impersonate And work for this baby Irksome daily Hurts to say Your burger flipping Birthed in 80s Trying to be your 90s, baby 30s Mmm What you think? That's <clears throat> pretty That's pretty That was pretty good You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I just used to be at yo, yeah, just the way you come off, bro, is just funny. I don't know. It's just I guess cause you're a comedian and it's just like automatic, but we both 
up here getting a kick out of you, man. Yeah, this is crazy. So also you performed at the Helium Comedy Club. How was that? Was oh, that yeah. like your biggest comedy club that you ever did before? Uh, that or Punchline Philly. I just did Punchline Philly last last month. Oh October wow! How was that? Day. It was fun because I actually worked there uh, as a security guard. Security really? guard. Yeah. So you, <laughs> or uh, as a guard. <laughs> I'm not really securing much, but yeah. I'm a guard. Check so IDs. hold up. So, <laughs> so you performed there a day that you was off. Yeah. Um. I tried to perform there a couple, uh, the month before that, and okay. I actually had work. And I told my boss, like, yeah, um, I might be able to perform in this show tonight. Right. Because I talked to the comedian who was performing there. Right. And I was like, would I be able to, like, clock out for, like, 10 minutes to do my set and then clock yeah. back in? He was like, nah. Okay. I was like, damn. So next month, I made sure I didn't have work. Right. Got on the show. Yeah. And how and how did you do? How oh, yeah. I did well. You, so you it was killed a, it? Yeah, five-minute set. Okay. Definitely went well. So it was cool right. to get that off my my list before I turned 22 because that show was October 28th and my birthday is October 29th. So I did that show right, mm-hmm. right before my birthday. So that was cool. Congrats on that. Thank so you. also I want to know, bro, in the last month or so, we've seen a lot of not unification within the comedy. When you got Cat Williams, Tiffany Haddish, you got Kevin Hart killing Cat Williams on The Breakfast Club. What's your feelings on people mainstream, but also Philly? You got Tiz215, you got Rich Dallas. Do you think it's unity locally, and what do you think about the mainstream of the unification of comedy? Or has it always been beef in comedy? Uh, I think I think just human nature. Like Some people are always going to be mm-hmm. a little jealous of other people's success if it's coming to somebody else. Or, right. And it's not like really a knock on them. It's just like you just made the opportunity didn't happen for you. Okay. So I feel like that could cause a little bit of a rift that's in the the comedy community here, or at large, really. I mean, as far as the Cat Williams and Kevin Hart stuff is concerned, I feel like Cat was in the wrong for like trying to tear her down, like say she's not funny. Right. I mean, because even if she's not, like, like fuck it, like right. She 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 got yeah, she got the opportunity. Like, and at the end of the day, she's putting like a black face on television for people to see. Like, right. So like, don't hate on that. Like, even if she's not. Okay. She's funny to somebody. Right. Obviously. Yeah. So. The purple unicorn is funny, y'all. She's funny. I think she's funny. You think she's funny? Yeah. Okay. And I think Kat's funny. Mm. What about Kevin Hart? Do you inspire from Kevin Hart? Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. I got his book that he just released mm-hmm. this uh, past summer. Okay. It, yeah. So. I definitely, um, he's one of my favorites. Great. And Eddie Murphy too, right? Got it. So you studied Eddie Murphy since a kid? Yeah, Eddie, Kevin, Dave, like all those dudes. So out of all of them, who do you think is the greatest? Or who's going to potentially be the greatest when it's all said and done? <laughs> I think Dave's a genius. For real? Yeah. <laughs> he like, like I, I just thought of one of the jokes in my head, like... <laughs> I think Dave's a genius, yeah. So I, I feel like now he left at a time and he was offered fifty million. And do you feel like when you get to a certain light of success and someone offer you that kind of money, do you feel like you need to vanish because things can happen? Like it just seemed like he—I don't know if he felt like his life was at danger or his family at danger, but he just disappeared for a couple of years. If you was in that kind of success ladder, what would you do? I mean, yeah, I feel like 
he wasn't happy how the the Chappelle show ended. I'm right. not really that that sure about what happened specifically, but I know right. it was something that happened that made him kind of upset. So that might have yeah. contributed to his like hiatus from the game a little bit. Okay. So if something happened to me like that, I probably would like, act like that, take a step back. But right. also being a comedian, mm-hmm. like like your jokes come from living life. So it's probably good for him to just like. Take I mean, that break. Take, yeah, take a Cause step you, back. And then when you come back, you got a lot of material. Yeah, like so when they when Netflix offered him that, that was probably like, oh yeah, I got hella stuff to talk about. Like, right. Yeah, that was probably light for him. Right. All right. So before we go, bro, I want to talk about kind of like when it comes to hip hop from today's era and from previous eras. Who do you who do you bang with today? And who do you, who's in like your top five? Like, I want to know who you got, who's the craziest MC for you today? And if you go back into the history of hip hop, who would, who do you look at? All right, so my, my favorite MC is Kendrick Lamar. Oh, for real? K-Dot, yeah. Damn, Section 88? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, K-Dot. Pimper K- Butterfly? K-Dot's that guy. He's that guy. Yeah, so him. Mm-hmm. Me. Hmm. You gotta throw Big Sean in the five. I'm not really? saying he's two for me, but okay, Big Sean. But you really, I, why do you think he's so underrated? Why he don't get the credit that he deserves? I don't know, man. I mean, he's not really like making a lot of radio hits, like, right? So maybe that contributes to contributes his like, to it, yeah. overlooking, right? So, uh, mm, probably Thug, Young Thug. I like Thug. Really, yeah. really, yeah. I, think, I would not think that I, I think, from you, bro. I, I think Thug's a musical genius. Really? He dropped that country album, you know. Mm. I think he, you know, you yeah. saw the, the On The Run album he just dropped? Yeah. With the, the Elton John. Free, free yeah. Young Thug. He's yeah. in jail right now. Yeah. Free, free Young Thug. So Thug's in there. Uh, mm. Do we have Drake in this top five? Drake? I was, going, I was going to get there. I was gonna put him dead last. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna try and see how many people in. I could fit in there before Drake, but he was gonna get there. Yo, that shot's uh, Drake, fire. Drake's in there. <laughs> Drake, Drizzy, Channel, Chance the Rapper. Oh yeah, Chance. He yes. nice. He nice. And is that fine? Yeah, yeah. Now, but what about people from back the nineties and back in the day? Even though you might, your OGs might have been listening to them bumping on why they had you in the passenger seat. I mean, I guess you could say Biggie Pac off rip. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm going to just give my five all time. I'm not going to go past, right. past them. <laughs> I don't really know much about past them. Like, Yeah. So I'm going to stick to them. Stick to your top five. Yeah. Say M. Okay. J. You need one more. I'm going to say yay. Yay? It's a lot of controversy Ooh. over yay right now. I'm going to say yay. She like, listen. Come on. All right, I'm going to pass the question to her now. Your turn. Hmm. 90s or 2000s? Do current and then do 90s. Okay, current. Hmm. Drake. <laughs> He's number one. He's number one. <laughs> um, yeah, Drake. He's <laughs> number one. Drizzy. Yeah, um, Drake. Okay, um, I'll have it. To, I'll have to also give it to Kendrick. Okay. Kendrick's my guy. Okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. Who do I want for top three? Mm. Mm. 
Well, I ain't hear none of y'all say J. Cole. Man, that's all that's awful. Listen. Don't be sleeping on J. Cole, Jermaine Cole. Please don't. I like J. Cole. I do. Okay. I love J. Cole. Okay. So he is out for five, right? For the for the days. And I hear nobody say Wale. Like I think Wale one of the most underrated MCs out right now. Period. Wale is good. He is good. Yeah. Um listen, Jay Z's not dropping anything crazy right now, but Jay Z is still my guy. Okay. Um Hmm. Rappers, rappers. Hmm. You must be into R and B. Honorable mention the future. Oh, okay. Honorable mention the future. Honorable mention the future. Honorable mention. Really? Not as not as a lyricist. Like I mean, I threw. I'm sorry. I, I'm still stuck. I threw Thug and Future in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not really lyricists. Like I feel like there should be a like a separate five for like like Migos. Yeah, like bum ass niggas that are tough, but they really bum ass niggas. Like, see, I can't even mess with Future right now. The baby mama drama has me like I can't even. You can't even get into mm-mm. it. No, I'll say he Russell. He's fucking everybody. Russell. He fucking Bow Wow's baby moms and girlfriends. He's just slaughtering all of them for some reason. We're not even gonna speak on this man. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the '90s. We yeah, got please. Biggie, you probably gonna knock that out quick. Biggie, we got Diddy. Um, no, I like, not Diddy. I like Diddy. Diddy, but he never wrote. <laughs> you can't put him in the top five. I like Diddy. What about Shine? I never heard anybody talk about Shine. Well, Shine only had one album though, so I can't put Shine in the top five. Really? See, if Diddy would have never had different lawyers. And played Sean, then Mike Sean could have gave you some more shit. But because Diddy switched lawyers on Sean, Sean got booked for ten years. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. And he then he went to Belize. So mm-hmm. yeah, Sean is definitely a problem though. Um, Tupac. Of course. Listen, y'all didn't say anything about women, but it's all good. Well, so, that's, you can you can do it. Who you yes, my and girl women. Missy. Oh yeah, Missy definitely. Is your feminist lane yet? You in know, the, in the five. <laughs> In my five. Oh, in the five. All right. What's, listen. Hey. No, definitely. She's tough. I, I thought we. Who, Missy? Yeah. I think she made the best videos of all time. Her and Buster she does. got the best she videos. She does. She creative. does. She's very creative. And I definitely mm-hmm. um, love me some Luda, but I feel like he was like 2000s. Yeah, Luda. But yeah, Luda's tough. Definitely tough. Definitely. All right, so listen, let's before we go, I I want to get into some personal shit. Like I want to know how these females is treating you, bro, now that you buzzing. How these females treating you? Yeah. And you are cute, so you should have the deltas at oh, your feet, Lord. right? You know, man. <laughs> What's, yeah. I ain't trying to put you on the spot, bro, but we got to get into some shits. We got to get into the shits, bro. Uh, no, bro, you know, mm-hmm. campus life is cool. I mean, I commute now. Oh. Uh, so I got okay. eight credits left. <laughs> so my parents wasn't trying to have me have me on campus no more. So right, you know, be, save some dollars by not being on campus. No, obviously. he's been misbehaving, so he had to get off campus. <laughs> Maybe a little of that, but <laughs> definitely cool. You know, yeah. yeah. Was it hard going over, bro? Oh, you know, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing worth having is ever right, easy. ever easy. Okay. Know? Are you so reminiscing? I, you feeling the pain? <laughs> uh, <so, laughs> Coming up on three years, so it's okay. Definitely, uh, but did, did you have any nights or days that you wanted to quit and say, like, Fuck these cues? <laughs> well, yeah, my, my, my dad's the bros, too. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah, oh, so shit. It, it was really like frustrating because, like, right, I, I couldn't quit, mm-hmm. or like, I can't, right. I can't come home type shit. Like, 
<laughs> Your dad was like, fuck that shit. Yeah, so, you won't get over. You won't be that cute. Yeah, so once once I started, it was like, all right, gotta mm-hmm. make the best of it. So let me ask you this. So before you do you feel like sometimes people join fraternities and sororities for the wrong reason just to be popular because they wasn't popular before they joined? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Because I've seen that a lot when I was in college. People just want to keep up with the Joneses, but they're not really about it, about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely think Mm -hmm. some people do it for that reason. Okay. I mean, I think everybody has a lot of reasons why they really want to become Greek. Okay. I think, And I think anybody who says that, like, the popularity aspect of it wasn't one of their reasons is lying. So I definitely some people that's the only reason. Like so, I think right. it's bad if that's your only reason. Yeah. But I think it's a reason for everybody. Right. One. But yeah, definitely, everybody has their own reasons. You know. Okay. Cool. Well, I appreciate y'all both coming on this podcast, and I want everybody to realize that this joint drops November 29th. This is Door for Hip Hop Podcast. It'll be Google Play, iTunes, DJ Buddy215 on SoundCloud. And get your votes in. Cash your votes. If you want to be a part of the WCW Weekly Report contest, hit me up, DJ Buddy215, or go to the Instagram, I Door for Hip Hop Pod. It's your boy, DJ Bugsy. Keep it hip hop. Peace. <laughs>